0: Alrighty, folks! Another closing shift! So, you get another car cast. Calling it colloquially Columbus. Nah, I'm just going to see where it sounds like a fool. So, I just had coffee for the first time on Sunday today, twice in a week, which is like a record. I went about 91 days to 93, I'm not sure exactly, with no coffee at all. And so, that was. pretty much a big deal. People thought I was, some people thought it was crazy people understood it. But uh, let's see, that's, that's not part of the season. It just kind of worked out the way, actually. But, um. And uh true story, Darella left this. I had to run. I forgot my sweater before I put the alarm. I did not make it. I am so fat, I cannot run. Actually, I'm fat, but I'm just out of shape. So I got to get to the gym, do some cardio, cut the carbs. It's funny, because this is all working out pretty well. This wasn't part of my alliteration. But have you ever seen Life and Times at Tim? Sims? He's like, it was a cold night with a Chewy Charleston Chew next to him. It's one of the episodes, you know, he's trying to be a writer, but he's basically just bomb sauce. Which, uh, I guess, uh, for tonight's run, yes, Darrell, I'm bomb sauce for it. He laughed, I laughed, I could barely breathe. <laughs> it's pretty fun, actually. Um, it's a good, it's a good uh, indicator of where I'm at. Because I've been, uh, we were told about right, and re upping, and, and EDC and prepping, how it applies to your business and mindset and all that stuff. So, here's what happened, folks. I'm a schmuck. I usually don't try to use words like that, but I don't think it's that big a deal. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, a, man, I'm whatever. I'm, a, I'm a bum sauce right now. And at one point, I was like 285, benching 325, 125-pound dumbbells in flat and incline, 10 reps each, and drops like 100 pounds, another 10 reps each, you know. We're doing pyramids, you know, we'll go from 135, 185, I'd say the start, up to like 275, 300, back down to like 135 for those who don't get it, um, for the meatheads and those who are trying to be meatheads, the guys who are trying to emulate the guys they see so they can try to let the guys they see on Instagram who aren't natural, they think are Instagram natural, blah 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 the fake natties as we'll call them uh, shout out to Boston Lloyd, rest in peace I liked his honesty same thing for Rich Piano, rest in peace, we've gone a little longer but um, I'm a big fan of the guys who were bodybuilding and admitting that they were using juice and weren't hiding behind trends or BS, they were just um, unapologetically themselves, now part of it I'm sure is it carved out a niche for them and that probably also boosted their branding so that's a business lesson for you there, I'm not in this second you can go on to your own, we're going to talk about Kanye tonight, we're going to get to that after I'm doing my rant about me so it will be two parts there so you know, it's, it's been very interesting but um, you know I was at one point, I think in uh, like 2001 I was probably like about 181 pounds like 6% body fat, 8 pack abs Remember I came back home and I was uh, enjoying some uh, after work activity, shall I call it, my people from my like, group on the block and it's really like, yo, you work out? they're like you lift weights don't you I was like yeah why they're like yo you, you stand different and stuff you look like you swole up and I was like thank you because what happened at that point was I was dating a girl my 10th year So 10th year, 10th year, 10th year, that's a sophomore my sophomore year of college I came back after working in the summer camp me and my boy had gone to we have gone to the outlets upstate New York and I put on these Donna Karen New York sweatpants and these brand new Timbs and a white I thought I was balling my girl at that time was like I was like I look good right it's cool she's like nah take it off put on another shirt like, what she's like nah don't wear that they don't look right so it turns out i gained like a freshman 30. I had a muffin top. Ridiculous. Started going to the gym, so I did a circuit of just weight, uh, just the machines first, trying to just ease them to build the habit and not risk hurting myself. So I had not never really lifted free weights It's any real number. I broke my leg. OK, I broke my arm sophomore year in high school. I had surgery, couldn't go to the gym for like a year. I had surgery, moved the plates they put in my junior year, broke my leg my senior year, went to college, didn't really work out. My ninth grade, you know, first time being on my own, sort of, you know, away from home and partying and enjoying my life. Got a 1.2 my first semester. Ridiculous. Lost my scholarship that year. You learn as you go, folks. You can't, uh, I don't down myself for that because college was one of the best experiences I had. And looking back, I see I learned a lot from what I didn't do right. It helped shape me a better adult afterwards. I met my best friend there. It's a couple of my closest friends actually in life. Shout out to El, Ron, Kenyatta, and Mum for starters. The rest of y'all get to but Those are people who still reach out to me regularly much love for you fellas fc2g so uh <laughs> life's crazy folks i tell you, you took me out uh that was literally half my lifetime ago literally almost to the day but uh so i started doing that then i started working with my boys and next thing you know i'm like this is too heavy i start getting some muscle then i leave college try to work out don't really don't really get fat or big uh, had an incident after that. I was like, I got to get strong again. I started going to the gym, but I just wasn't there. And my brother looked to me once or twice, and I started picking up some stuff. Then I got married, got fat again, got my on again. I actually almost 300, and I was benching like 225. Like I was saying, 225, is a, it's like an indicator. You you gangster in the gym, you big boy, if you ain't hitting two plates. So the bar's 45. Uh, standardized Olympic plate is 45 pounds. So two on each side is the little guys you try to get to. They'll start like 10s or 25s. But 25s to put you at 95 pounds. When you add on the 45s, you're at 135. And then from there, you want to try and add on the 25s, get to 185. And then from there, you're to get to like 2, 210. You know, you probably want to put on, well, 210s and do 205, right? We'll probably do a fitness exercise on weightlifting one day. Look at my boy Paul on there. He's still in New York. Shout out to Paul, holding it down. Man was working like 70 hours a week, taking care of his family for years. Respect the men who do that, folks. Even if they make mistakes, like I've made mistakes, I'm not judging him I'm I'm saying. Men who take care of their family and don't run away, I have much, much, much respect for you. Much respect. Men, raise your men. Shout out and call out for you that aren't doing it. You know what side of the line you're on, folks. Like I told you, I'm old school. I like the nuclear family. Other stuff works, but... Man, looking back now, I appreciate the fact that my father was always there. It's not something you always think about until you become a father, I think, or a parent in general. But man, what your parents put out to try to get you in half where you're at... You know, my, my brother was telling you to care in the world to your kids, and man was he right. <laughs> and I got two of them; and they're both me. So I'm trying to teach them to lift weights, right? So we're not also off- we're off topic. It's a, like I said, it's a lot of tangents about me and then Kanye. Ooh, got to make a U-turn. Got to get the lettuce and taco tomorrow. I'm all over the place, folks. So it gets better and better. Is this guy turning, man? I I love the way they drive out here. It's like he doesn't know a single. It's horrific. Okay, that was a tangent. Y'all should use the car cast, right? So, I'm trying to teach my son little stuff. So I'll show him how to lift weights or, you know, I'll put on some stuff so they see bodybuilders. I just want understand that, you know, you shape your body. And like Arnold Schwarzenegger said, when you, when you get in shape, no one can take that from you. You, you didn't, you know, you didn't, you didn't earn that. Even if, even if you just got really swollen arms and abs and no abs, got a beer belly because you're, you know, you're a, you know, you're a, you're a weak and war, or whatever. If you're, my upper body's been, until recent years, in great shape, you know, I had 19-inch biceps, 18-inch biceps, upper lower at uh, you know, pectoral muscles were great, triceps were super swole, I actually had a horseshoe, looked it up. And so, you said, know, I want my son to understand that what he builds, he's his. You know, like, I did, it's, you know, it's, his physique will be his. And so I want to get a shape for him. And like I said, back to the EDC, is like, if I can't be in shape to run, how am I going to run and carry one of my kids, or run to get them and lift stuff off of them? You know, it's... Not negative folks, but you got the real case scenario. Plus, okay, so let's say, let's say there is civil unrest, right? I have to go outside in my um my testudo level three plates in my vest. Let's say I've got an AR-15, I've got five extra mags. Let's say I've got my Glock 17 with three extra mags. Um, let's say I'm carrying my backpack in the back with rations and water, tourniquets, splints, first aid kits, comms, you know, some cash, maybe some loose silver coins. You know, you want to get some junk silver, folks. 90% silver, and you carrying small pieces. If you're thinking about worst-case scenario, So, you might not need it, but I'm just telling you stuff that I do, and you do what you want, because it's your life. But I'm just trying this scenario. So, if I'm not physically fit, I'm setting a bad example for my son. I'm setting a bad example for myself, because I look in the mirror, and this is the thing, is that what you set before you is what you're going to have. So, if you're not telling... It was Andy, was Andy Frisella, this other sales guy... Uh, I think it's Andy Elliott. I think I gotta look. I was talking about him. I think the other day, either here or on a YouTube. Platform. No, I think I was talking about my, my boy Manny. Shout out to Manny, man. We started together in the company we're in, and we're in two different parts of the company now. We still speak uh, usually once a month or every two months on the phone. We're in constant contact. So it's, you know, you gotta appreciate the people who try to keep you on, keep you good, and that keep you sharp. You know, iron sharpens iron, right? So my work buddies, you know, they take good care of me. I'm glad people I have at work. So many people I know, i have friends for a lifetime. And for those who like Fight Club, the single serving friends you're going to have, they serve a purpose too. There's a lesson in everything in life, folks. You have to be looking for it. Don't be lazy. Like I was saying when we talk about sales, if you don't ask the girl out, you can't get her number. And I forgot who was talking about that. Was it Elliot Hulse? It Elliot Hulse. You should follow him on Instagram, get his book, follow his course if you can afford them. I think they're actually worth it. I just am trying to get the money for courses, but I paid for the course and everybody really followed through, so it's time to use what I have. But I think it one his books because so he had a deal. And it will be read after my first 10 books I'm reading right now. But he was saying he wanted to ask a girl out. And he asked, I think his cousin, who was a quarterback or something. He's like, you get some magazines, do their workouts, and watch eating the junk food. So he's like, I did it. I got in shape. I dropped 20 pounds. I was swole. Everybody came back from the song. People were like, wow, you look amazing. I never asked a girl out. So the follow through, right? So like I said, I'm trying to teach my boys. I'm trying to teach myself. Because I literally, I let myself go, folks. It was, it was, it was more choice than not choice. I could have made a better choice, but I was just like, eh, I'll be fine. Eh, I got time. And now I had to make a 30-second run that maybe could have taken 40 and took, like, I think, 53 seconds. So that's okay, but, dang. I'm for y'all, you know, you half people look at me and say, well, <laughs> your podcast makes sense, but you're not a six-figure earner from your side businesses yet, as you say yet. We don't know if we believe you on that. And as I'm going to say, man, I'm not going to say this fat, boy. You know, he, he He's fat. He's got a beer belly He stop drinking. We don't get it. That's just lazy. And you're right, it is. So we to come back, get off of me, and get on to Kanye. And we say back in the day, pause applicable and if It's not offending of to you. Too bad. I'm just throwing some nostalgic stuff in there because I was listening to Juvenile and Jay-Z off the nutty professor soundtrack. Take it back on you. Alright, folks, like I was saying. Started drinking coffee again after nice little days. Very interesting turnout. So I stopped because I think it was so my breakfast cheat for you. I think I've talked this before was that I would have coffee with protein powder in it. And that would be my breakfast. So I got my caffeine for alertness and whatever, and this, that, and the other. Wake me up for my late nights. Proteins, so I got some breakfast. Now, here's the problem is that. A lot of proteins have taurine, and all this other stuff. I forgot how it works out with the nitrogen and the other stuff that's in it. The, the stuff they claim to quote-unquote boost it is uh, the boost, uh, you know, the numbers. What it does is give you a fake boost. So you're thinking you're getting 25 grams of protein, and you're getting like 6 or 7. You're not even sure. And you might be spending like 50 bucks on this protein, and you're not even sure. You done been bamboozled like that game on uh, Friends? See that episode? See that episode? I'll give you like a show. I still one episode. So you know when I was getting a good amount of protein, that was just add on. I guess you could count it, but as Jay Titan on Instagram says, you know, they're basically they're telling you you're getting 25 grams. You're probably not. You know, they're basically it's, it's even with your how do I put it? Unless you're buying like the top dogs who are like the top of the top, like BiPro, I reviewed on uh, in sciences.com, you're basically getting hoodwinked. Yes, as a Masonic term, we'll get into that kind of conspiracy crap with Kanye soon. But I think it was hurting my stomach. The minute I stopped taking it, 99% of my stomach pain in the morning went away. Ah, forgot to turn off the Bluetooth. That'll learn me. So, like I said, I cut it out. I was like, you know, let me get some self-control here. You know, caffeine. I see people that drink like seven cups a day. They just it ain't no good for you. And here's why it's no good for you. Not forgetting all the bad stuff. People caffeine is Oh, caffeine is this. If you're trying to see caffeine as a supplement, which is what you're doing by taking it in the morning to wake you up, right? If you're not drinking the, I don't know, the, the caffeine, because you, I just like the flavor and blah, blah, blah. If you're not doing that, you're basically taking it to help you, which means you're supplementing. Well, the more you use, the less efficacy it has. You know what that means? It now takes you four cups to get what you're getting out of one cup. And if you're adding powdered creamer and you know crystallized sugar and all this stuff that they are using synthetic chem- chemicals, it's actually harsh on your body, folks. Do some homework. Why intake poison? Coffee by itself, if you get the kind that aren't pesticides full. Again, shout out to Manny. Pesticides are some of the um, pesticides. Coffee is some of the most pesticides in the world. I he goes to Aldi. Disclaimer: I own no stock, and uh, Manny doesn't claim acknowledge either. But he doesn't get any money off this podcast. He just is regular listener, good friend. But get you some toxin, toxin. Ugh, just get you some pesticide-free caffeine, aka coffee. Let it wake you up. Get some green tea. I mean, black tea, I think, has even more benefits, flavonoids and all that sort of stuff that kills free radicals. Do your own research, right? So, at one point, you know, I've talked about what I was doing ahead inflation, right? So, at one point, I was taking my coffee grounds, and I tried this for a while, just see, it, just to see what it would be like to see hand my body would handle it. And I would make two pots of coffee out of one serving of grinds. Then, instead of five, I would do it four, just to see if my body would tolerate and what it would taste like. So, I was like, if inflation is bad, some caffeine will be better than me having a crash and doing none. Like I said, folks, I try for the worst-case scenario and move forward. I'm probably not going to yield much out of that, you know, that, that caffeine experiment. eventually I stopped, right? But I just want to see what it tastes like, because my mother had a friend at her job that was, I think he was a neurosurgeon in Cuba or an obstetrician. And then when he came here, he started in the hospital working in the office, then he became, I think it was a neurosurgeon there, obstetrician here, whatever. But, you know, he restarted at like 50 or 60. I don't even know when he did it. Went back to MCAT medical school, all that. But I'm going to have grounds to, you know, make a pot of coffee, let's say an eight-cup pot, you know, like a bigger pot for the trip, not the as you have at work nowadays. And shoot to the grounds and he'd be like, No, no, Dianita, let me have that. He's like, We don't stand in Cuba we would use this two or three times. So the lesson there is, you know, what you're taking for granted, there are people who make work five times. Man up. It's a book by Bezos Cooling, by the way. Good read. But uh not even gonna lie, about an eighth of the way through, that's it. But um now I might be farther. I started reading my trips to New York, so I might be farther. I must say like a, a fifth. But I've seen like eighty percent of his podcast, we should savage that. Great guy to follow too. Yes, my tan of hers for today. He owns Fit Body Boot Camp. Back to the health, right? He also owns trillion Supplements. You can get high-quality subs. You can buy a franchise that will actually grow. I think it's in the Fortune 5000, like, five years in a row. Five out of the last six, man. So now there's a business you can look at investing, folks, with your stuff. But if you're going to be me and have this belly right now, and my arms are like, they're not sticks, but from where they were, they're sticks. Like, I don't I don't like to... If I really flex them, they look like they got some shape. I got still have to buy some, try some shape, but... From being a monster where I was literally a bouncer and figuratively or well, physically looking like one. I remember I had to get a shirt. My best friend got married and I didn't have any shirts and all the moles are closed. So I ran across from my apartment. There's a men's clothing store. I paid $50 about 10 years ago. No, well, like eight for one shirt. I was like, oh, I think I'm like a 2X one. Guy's like, yeah, least, uh, so he measured my neck. He's like, yeah, you're like a 19, 19 and a half. He's like 19 and a half actually. The neck. He's like, you keep going, you'll be 20. I was like, really? He's like, yeah. He said, like, you're my friend that we call a bruiser. <laughs> And I remember because I felt special. I was like, dang. I was like, that's cool. this guy dresses people for a living. He sells them clothes and measures them like, you know, he wasn't like an actual full-out haberdasher. But um, I think he was like second, third generation. So his dad used to cut the clothes and now he just runs the store type stuff. But it was cool. Plus, you can learn stuff from people. And like I said, it's just interesting that interaction you can have with people where you'll learn stuff, folks. Talk to people. You'll learn. You want to sell, you got to be having conversations. That human currency, it'll lubricate the wallets. You know what that means? They pull the wallet out easily give you their money and put it back in without feeling any problems or angst. They don't call the wife to think about it. So, uh, here's another one. I used to be blonde as a kid. Kanye was blonde at one point, too. Now, the conspiracy say he was M.K. Ultra, and that blonde is a color people identify with after they've been sent to a place for mental rehab after they've had anguish or been disturbed and stuff. So here's where we're going to segue. So Kanye was on Drink Champs. And he made what some are calling anti-Semitic statements. I'm not going to weigh in on that directly. We're going to talk about other aspects of Kanye that I think are relevant to my podcast. But um, no, I was not Ultra. I just, when I was little, my hair turned blonde in the summer. And then I think like 2007, I think it was, or 2006, I worked in the summer camp. I forget which year it was. The hairs on my forearm turned blonde. and the mustache turned a little bit blonde, a little bit blonde, like baby hairs on there. Because I had been a blonde as a child. And lo and behold, it creeped back in. Now, I guess not in my 40s, maybe not. We'll see. This summer I'm trying me to pool every day with my kids. that's a goal. Well, every day I'm not working. So off the blonde and back to the EA. So, oh, folks, this is a lot. So this request has been requested by Durrell so I will follow through on it. We might do two. This might just be the segment. We're so far going down this rabbit hole. But so Kanye West came out when I was in college. And he did a song, Back Down Through the Wire, Through the Wire. And it was after he had a, he had a car accident. Like, and someone was like... My jaw was in the back of my mouth. So he had to wire his jaw shut when he and he recorded the song while he did it. And I think we got his first contract. They gave him something like two million to finish his album. I think I might have covered in the podcast so much, Jay Z and Kanye. It might not have, I forgot, but fourth season, what do you do, folks? Three years in, according to four. Wow. So Kanye was talking about. He said mayonnaise colored whip. No, mayonnaise colored bends, I call it cool whip something like that, I forgot, but I mean, it was, like, it was like, yo, this dude had bars, we were like, we heard him, he was a beat maker and stuff, you know what I'm saying, Is you know, kind of heard him, I think he did tracks on Blueprint, the first one, I remember honestly, was Like I wasn't into the beats as much as the lyrics, and you know, I was like, who wrote this, I want to hear it. like I said, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a lyricist, you know, so I wrote poetry, I consider myself a true lyricist, Uh, you know, when I worked at The Gap, I said I'd battle 50, i battle 50, I said I'd battle Eminem, and they called me 56. They were like, "Yo, you be hating on everybody." Said, I'm not hating. I'm just not afraid. I said, "I'll get on stage. I'm gonna win." I'm not saying that. I'm saying I'm not afraid to battle someone who's considered the best. You know, it's to me. It's if you're gonna be the best, you have to fight the best, right? I'm not fight. I'm not gonna feel. You get the point. Whatever. So we're sitting there, you know, whatever. Blah blah blah. Come around. That was 2003. So before I you know, he put out the album. They gave him two million, I guess, his advance, and he finished the album for five and pocketed the 1.5. Now technically, you don't pocket it because you owe it. But um, I think when I'm going to go platinum, maybe long term, diamond, whatever. Got his hits out, started doing guest tracks, put out his next album, you know, The Graduate, The Senior, whatever, I don't know, whatever. Jesus Walks Me, big hit, you know. I remember my mom like that. I was like, I like it, but I was like, don't get it, don't get twisted. So, you know, I, I didn't want to start jumping on bandwagons about rappers, she knew nothing about I'm like, don't be co-signing people, mom. I said, you're talking about those Christian don't co sign I said, be careful, because you never know what's going to bite you in, that, in, the, in the hand, or bite you in the hand, you know, what else? saying is. So I in my bags like and we talk. I know he said he, he thinks it's cool or interesting that you hear all my car sounds sounds car sounds. it's so not gonna hear me stuff in my bag sounds. I'm a savage folks, I don't care. When I get that drink chest money, yeah, that's part of my life, Or when you start sponsoring me, we'll do some difference. Alrighty, anyway, we're done for now, with that, <laughs> So tiny has been controversial. You know he's about a decade and a half ago or whatever it was, he said, you know, George Bush and Carol Black after the hurricane. I remember Snoop Dogg here was the an interview and I looked at him and was like, whoa. He's made outlandish statements and they married uh, Kim Kardashian. That When he saw her porn tape, he said he knew he was going to marry her. They split up. He, you know, he was on TV and was talking about why do they call me a stalker for moving the next door to her. He's like, I'm closer to my kids. We can arrange travel and going to school and stuff together easily. That's just being a smart parent and a shrewd investor. Businessman, because you ever watch a uh, Tariq and uh, uh, what's it called? Flipper Flop is Tariq, and uh, I forgot what his wife in the show, is but in that show they split up while they were filming. You know, the show I don't know if it was scripted or not, but they, they get divorced and then they're moving on the same side of town like five minutes apart before they were like eight, like 40 50 minutes apart. In LA traffic that could be an hour and a half of bad traffic. Like I said, I put these shows on when my kids are going to see because it's you know, it's a little issue to me. I used to do construction, you know, renovations, high end, low end mostly mediums to high. I think the show is funny because he used to wear flip-flops and then he becomes like designer. So flip or flop, right? See the marketing trend there? And they always make fun of it later on in the season about how I used to wear flip-flops. Now he's got like Gucci loafers on to jump in. That's why he won't jump in the pool for the dirty water. Whatever. So people change, right? Ty- Tyrant changed. His wife got a chef their show. He does seminars now. Business changed. Life changed. Kanye's changed. He had a fashion line, right? Had to deal with Gap walked out of that. Now, Kanye went into a meeting with Adidas and played porn music, played porn videos, uh, adult fornicating videotapes, probably on the internet, because he felt that they were effing him. He didn't like that. So I think they're re-evaluating Adidas, but I think his problem was that they were making a new line of sneakers that looked just like his, so basically they were stealing his concepts, tweaking them a little for copyright infringement purposes and putting them out so they can make a line instead of three, we're going to sell them for 180, it looks the same, you're the same comfort, it's really the same as we're putting the Yeezys out under Adidas anyway. They were just Yeezys on Adidas. Now, he didn't like that. And you could argue that, you know, while they might not, he might not win in copyright infringement in court. You know, if I put out the same shoe and change it just a little bit, knowingly undermining your sales, I would argue, folks, that's that's just messed up. Now, I don't own Yeezys, I don't own any stock in the DSEA. I barely listen to Kanye West. I've never seen the Drinks Champ Special with Dressing 100%, percent I've seen clips. And some of the things, I think he made a few salient points. I'm not going to lie, don't get up, don't get roasted, Spotify, don't kick me off, yet. that's what I'm saying, folks. I think when he's talking about his business and how they try to pigeonhole him and not be with him sometimes, he's right. Where I think he's wrong is that he thinks he has so much artistic license that he don't got to play the game sometimes. While you might be a billionaire and all that good stuff and you're self-made, you still got to play the game. And when you make outlandish statements that offend any population, a population in power or not, a population minority, you run the risk of losing your own money. Now, we talked about this before with Kyrie Irving, I believe it was. I don't remember, folks. I don't play on sports, but yeah, it was Kyrie. He wouldn't get the vaccine. So his team could lose in theory. He could have killed his own brand, but he made an educated choice. Now, we had a discussion about this the other night after work, and we, you know, we all had different opinions. Some feel like, you know, was he trying to alienate the black people? Was he trying to the white people? Was he, you know, is he a racist? Is he anti-Jew? Is he this? Is he just selfish? Is he crazy? We were talking about how, you know, people were saying he'd been an Ultra and that they'd been messing with his mind, and that, you know, they made him crazy, and that the Kardashians make men crazy, like, um, uh, Kim's stepfather... Uh, Chris Humphreys didn't get crazy, but he got off fast, but he got a deal right after it, and he's been on, um, not flip this house, not flip a million dollar listing, but, you know, her father, people say, it was MKUltred. Um The one that was uh, had three kids with her sister, her older sister, they say the same thing. The basketball player married to uh, the other sister that he you know was on drugs and with those strippers, they say the same thing. So there's two avenues we can go down, on, folks. We can either say that he, these guys are all conspiracy theory, screwed and these women are wicked witches or something like that which I don't I'm not even gonna bother getting into that we're gonna just focus on the business after this but when you make a choice to say something you have to take responsibility for your words so Kanye West went on Drink Champs which is no right after the West show and he made some statements and you know he got on and he was like yo if y'all cut me off actually before he got on he said if y'all cut me off I'm, I'm not I'm not doing it you're gonna let me talk and that's it You'll know, you let me, you know, have my say. I guess they were kinda like, okay, whatever. So get us some stuff, he made some anti-Semitic statements. And you know, I think Chase Bank's already cut him off. So that's I think he said something like, hit $129 million parked, man. If they do that to him, what they do to you. Now that's a sobering thought regardless, because if I say something that they don't like, the bank will just throw me out. Now, I'm not standing up for any form of racism. But I'm just always curious, folks, how far can we push the First Amendment down the drain? I had a co-worker who was like, the Klan should show me how to speak. And I said, well, when I start limiting Klansmen's speech, I start limiting my right as a minority to speak, too. Now, this is my thing, Now, and this is where everybody gets a little offensive, y'all, but I don't care what someone says. You can talk all the heck you want. My self-confidence comes from me, my family's history, the parents who raised me, the parents who raised them. And what I've always preached on here is each one teach one, right? I help you, you help someone else. And every generation should get their next generation up. So I don't give a flying flip what anyone has to say about me or my people. Because honestly, I'm I'm past one of my people. I'm about my family and my friends and building my business. Am I proud of my racial heritage or Latin heritage or Caribbean heritage or Hispanic heritage call it? Yeah. Did I study it? Yeah. Was I part of Latin American student in college? In high school? Yeah. Just that's not me anymore, folks. I'm all about me. I want to be a better man, a better husband, a better father, a better businessman, a better teacher so I watch what I say and I know that my words have repercussions so I'm not cosigning for ye or against ye it would have to be statement by statement it's one of you could sit down and we read it together if one of you wants to come on the show my point is you need to be aware of what you say and what you're going to do you reap what you sow that's biblical if you're an atheist whatever you get the point if Kanye loses money based on his choices that's fine they're his choices he's a grown man he's in his 30s Late thirties. He's got kids. He's been married. You know, he lost his mother sadly. You know, it's it's. You're literally on your own. You have to be a man now. There's no more mommy to carry you. Not that she was, but what I'm trying to say is that. You have your own sons and daughters and kids and people you're responsible for. Maybe family or friends you put on and you got you know your salary position. you can take care of them. Like we're talking about Kyrie Irving, what your choices make a statement. You know. Ever seen the movie Ali, uh, Will Smith playing Ali, he's telling life, and she's like, I'll do whatever you want, but, you know, I'm not going to dress how they want me to dress. And he's like, don't you know who I am? Do you know what, what this means? He said, what you wear, what you do, what we do, it says something. And like I said, going back to me being fat, there are people who are going to look at my fat right now and say, we're not going to listen to you, bro. You can't take care of your body. How you got good business advice. And I've had people say angry stuff like that. I mean, I actually succeeded them in uh, my personal and business endeavors and in my job now my last one too so it's funny because i remember one guy he saw me he's like wait and he's with my wife we we're saying like, that that's your husband he, said, he looked at me and i disgust and in his mind she was like a nine or a ten and i was like yeah that's my wife i'll see you later babe you need money for lunch no i walked out because i had to go ahead. something another not a crisis another situation in my job lo and behold we ended up becoming friends which is funny But um, i remember it we just we had, we didn't we you know we we, we run each other the wrong way initially but I find it's, it's very interesting. A lot of people I rub the wrong way initially. Once they get to know what I'm actually about, and vice versa, we can have really great discussions, become friends. Some people I've had, some people I know I've rubbed wrong. I can see them 10 years later, we have a conversation like it ain't never going on. You know, we pick where we left off. You know, it's just, um, it's all about what you say and what you act like, what you look like. I remember I was, we were talking to my son when we did my job. I was a bunch of managers, when we all were in, um, we were all in one group, we called the back portion. Because there's one of the managers along with her, she's like, Yeah, you know, Tony, he looks, like he looks like he's mean, but he's just a big teddy bear. It's just, he has that stern look on his face. I'm like, yeah, I'm from New York. We do things different. And I was like, I don't smile all the time, but you know, it's like you got to handle business. It's business first. And you know, having been a victim of violence in my past and dealing with stuff, I couldn't be soft no more. And moving to Florida, kids, I'm a father now. I got to be on my money. You know, I got to be on my swivel. Like, I might be safe, but you can't ever take it for granted. You know? And I said, I'm two way all the way. But like I said, I'm fat, so now people look at me like I'm crazy. Kanye came out with the blonde hair and a mega hat, and people thought he was crazy. He was on his drink channel so Kim supposedly said that Kim told him that the mega hat was little, blank energy. Now I will say, standing up for the honor, unop- not that opinion per se, but when you make any when you're willing to stand up for your own opinions and your own your own thoughts and make your own way and say the unpopular thing that means you. You now, if XYZ is me and y'all are ABC, I'm going to stand up for it and take the hits, I can respect that. If you're literally making a sensible position for yourself. But remember the flip side is when you say something reckless to the majority of the population, you're going to get canceled. It happens, folks. Should it be happening? No. This cancel culture is out of control. People want to cancel anybody over anything. People are getting fired for stuff they didn't even say. Like I've told people before, perception is everything. So, it's all about what you're going to do, what you're going to say. Now, we gonna come back in a second and wind out what I think about what this situation really said in a lot of ways. All right, so we talked about me being fat and then trying to tell you a bit... Uh, I try to give you all some fitness tips. You might not listen. You say this dude don't know what he's talking about. But if I show you the pictures I showed with my coworkers now, and I've, I've got pictures when I was swinging, so when I, was swimming, I would take pictures. So I could gauge my progress. I was a monster, monster. And it was big. Pick you up. I Ain't gonna fight you. Pick you and throw out a window. Not literally. I'm just saying. But you know, it's. it's I'm not gonna box a box. I'm gonna pick him and slam him to the floor. That's it. Because that was you know, it's got to use what you had. I wasn't the fastest. I might flinch. I'm gonna talk about that flinch thing too. I think that's interesting to box later on. I'm gonna try and get somebody who actually box or studies physical science so we can talk about it a little more, but um, there's stuff to discuss about that too, because I can flinch you still in a fight, but whatever. So then Kanye, right, he has the mega hat, the yellow. He puts out these clothing line with holes in it like he's homeless, right? To me, I was, trying, I was like, why would I pay for items with holes in it? Like, you selling me stuff that's damaged. I didn't buy jeans with rips in them, because I'm like, well, I'm paying more money for less fabric. I think you're buying, I think you're buying a whole square missing the front of their leg. you paying more money for less fabric, bro. That's like, I'm going to sell you a steak, but cut out a corner right there, like four bites worth. Four one-inch squares on your steak. And still, Instead of charging you 50, I'm going to charge you 70. That's like Salt Bay in reverse, bro. <laughs> but it works. It's good business in a lot of ways. Do I like it? No, but it's good business. You know, it's, um, what's that movie? It's not Zoolander. It's the one with, um, Ben Stiller. And another guy plays the bag in Mugatu and he's like, is this Zoolander? I don't know, whatever. He's like, it's the same look. They're like, oh Mugatu's so hot right now. He could take a crap and tinfoil and put some fish hooks and call him ears and we'll buy them. So the question is, did Kyrie Irving lose that? That Schwa de vivre, that look, that brand? Or is it gonna change when the science and COVID changes? Do your own research to look what's in the news now, look what's being put on the websites. Did he make a stand? Did he take a fall? Is he going to take a financial fall and still make up because he's still where he wanted? Because forget the behind us. There's, there's two ways to look at this, folks. It's Kanye, yay, me being fat, trying to touch, whatever. It's are you willing to make a stand for what you believe in and stand alone? Are you willing to make a stand and lose money and lose everything? Does the physical world not matter to you? You're stacking riches in heaven. I mean, where do you stand? If you don't know the answer to those questions, folks, you shouldn't be weighing in opinions on this because you're just talking outside of your face. And i am be honest. I hear a lot of people. They just talk to talk because they think they're smart because they went to college for a few years. I know a lot of people, with masters that are ignorant as edge. And by edge, you can put another four-letter word. Here's what I think is interesting about the Kanye situation. So Nori had to go on Hot ninety seven, I believe it is, with the Breakfast Show, Breakfast Club, what they call it, Breakfast Club, I think. And he had to apologize, and they were like, "Yo, how you gonna let him say that stuff?" Now, first off, this is my thing. It might my, my show, but this guy has his own mouth. Should they have paused him? Maybe. Can they have paused him? I'm sure the technology's there. It's a podcast. You're letting people speak. Now, as long as you're not co-signing, you shouldn't have to apologize for something else said. Now, is it a cool thing they apologize? I think it can be conceived that way. Yeah, I'm like, You know what? For what he said on my show, if it offended you, I apologize. I'm not co-signing it. I didn't want no one to get their feelings hurt, but it's still a podcast where I'm letting people speak their minds. Something like that, yes. I'm not apologizing for the guest on my podcast says, that I couldn't control. It's not a skip- scripted show. A lot of these reality TV shows are scripted. What I like is Nori said something I think that went like this. He said, it's called drink champs. It ain't think champs. You know, they're not having the Socratic method. After, you know, a year of sobriety. And we're all, um... I want not not... L- Mensa members. And even Mensa members are going to be drunk. I mean, it doesn't make no difference. You know, it's... I find it very weird that I think he was called on to apologize for his show. I got a little more research. I'm still off on this, folks, but why would we demand that Nori apologize for what someone said on his show if it's not a scripted show? Now, if he didn't stop him, right? There's the other part before you start canceling me. If he didn't stop him from ranting, didn't you gain now? If you were offended by what he said because you feel he made something very offensive to your brand, race, culture, religion, people you love, whatever, excuse me, you now know where he stands, right? And even if he knows, he says he. Oh, I was drunk, you know, I apologize. Yeah, didn't mean it, I'm. Yeah, I cosign myself. And Vino, I Veritas. So you just learned something. You ever seen Goodfellas? fellas? they call him C. He's like he's chasing this guy down. He's like, no, oh, he wants my money. My money. I'm gonna beat you. I'm gonna kill you. And the boss of the corner boys, the block boss, he's like, yo, what are you doing? So you like? He said, is that your friend? He said, I don't even like it that much. So he's like, you just got. You just learn, You just got off easy. What? Huh? He's like, you just spent $20 to get him out of your life forever. You don't like him, he's a bum. You know what that means? You just won. He just won. He's like, for 20 bucks this guy owes you. Which back then might have been like a C note 150 now. I'll say two hundred. whatever. It was decent money, but the guy's gone. He's out your life. You don't like this guy. You know he's a schmuck, so he's gonna pay you back. You know he's not a man of his word. Now that person's never gonna associate with you or be near you. That's better for you. So I don't feel Norio owed anyone an apology. Because if he is this wild and racist, now you all know. And now you know that you can not necessarily cancel him and get him canceled, but you can speak with your dollars, folks. We don't buy his products. See, a lot of y'all talk this and talk that and you tweet stuff, but you still go on buy from people who don't support you. Your man puts out a book but you won't buy it. But you'll buy a thousand dollar iPhone. See what I don't get is why we don't have baby showers for small businesses. A man just started a t shirt line. Good. Let's all get together. And we're either all gonna buy one. He's gonna if he has physical or he has a website at 12 o'clock on Tuesday morning. Because he opened Monday night at 12 p.m. 12 a.m. Like I do in my book. We're all gonna buy a copy at once. Boom. Fifty of us are gonna buy a $20 t shirt, right? We're gonna show him some love. We're gonna show him love. We're gonna buy the T-shirt, and tell him he can give us away in a giveaway for his next concert, his next people in a contest. Don't even censor it. I'm buying it. I'm regifting it back to you. Well, I'm gonna buy it for you. I had I had a coworker Andy. Shout out to Andy. He bought two copies of the book, one for him and one for all our coworkers. You know what? They're both musicians. They're creative people. He said, "Hey, I'm looking forward to this. I got a copy for me. And I got a copy for Sid." I was like, "Man, that's so dope." You got a copy for someone else, like that's so that's mad love, mad respect. Now I go out and say something ignorant, and I offend you. Burn my book. By all means, don't buy no more. Bottom line, folks is you can learn from something. You don't like Kanye? Don't buy his stuff. Don't listen to his music. Find out who's producing for do and listen to it. Cause you know what. If you're not listening, he ain't getting no, no spend on Spotify. He ain't making no money. Don't listen to his old albums. Uh, but That was 20 years ago. That was Kanye. When he had money, he had no money. He's young. All right, make your excuses. Line his pockets. But you are fundamentally making an ignorant decision. I'm sorry. The saying is vote with your dollars, folks. Let me explain this another way. We're going to stick with this hip-hop type theme, right? I only buy albums from artists I still love to listen to. I used to buy Nas albums. I think I have. I think the last time I bought it might have been like Distant Relatives. I'm not even sure. I haven't bought Jay Z in a while. I just it, it just it ain't hitting for me like it used to. Trip Shelton, Cannabis, Chino XL. I will buy their albums. I will buy them. No question. It's 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 not something I have to think about. I've bought them before. I will buy them again. They have stuff I want to hear. <laughs> it's just that simple. I'm like, wow, this is dope. This is really, really dope. Kadima. Shout out to Kadima. He's done music with, uh, with Trip Shelton. Like his stuff, too. Haven't bought his album, but I've listened to it. I probably will buy his in the future, too, once I audit the whole thing. But, you know, people I listen to, um, if I respect your music, I'm buying. If not, you're getting listens on YouTubes. Maybe Spotify's. Those aren't plurals. I know, folks. Whatever. Talk to one. It's my podcast. Killer Priest, Razz These are people I've bought their albums. They say stuff I like most of the time. It's for my entertainment. So, like I said, if Kanye West offended you, if he offended a generation or race, I'm not commenting on that. What I'm saying is that what we can walk away from with this is that vote with your dollars. Don't support Kanye. Go support your friend with a t shirt company. Your other friend's got a music, she's trying to put on her music. Go to her local venues and, you know. She's at a coffee house, buy a coffee and sit there just so they see people show up who aren't always there. You never know who's there to scout talent, folks. I think Kanye has a habit of being outlandish. And I've talked about this with Elon Musk. I personally believe that a lot of the stuff they say sometimes is just to say that I'm going to be whatever I want, and say whatever I want, and y'all can't stop me. Because my way or no way. If that's what they want, they got to accept the consequences. That's on them. I'm not commenting on the comment on statements, folks. It's not part of it right now today but like I said, if you're going to man up, you're going to business up, person up, uh, non-specific human biped up, <laughs> I don't care what someone else has to say, folks. I couldn't give a flying flip. It's about me and my kids and my wife and my inner circle. So I'm going to get in shape. And I'm going to work on these four or five books I got. So I had a dream that I came out with a book. In my dream I was writing on the book on paper, when I woke up, I wrote the book down on my phone, and then emailed it to myself. I got stories that haven't been finished, folks. I got stories that have beginnings. I got a kids' book. I got books to be a, I got two books to be kids' books and others. I run them for kids and adults. I make two versions, like a hundred page, like a ten page, maybe a coloring book, watered down. So I got multiple multiple skews, right? So I hope the show will come out and support me as a small business someone who's put time into giving you knowledge, and we make this work. But if I piss you off, then you know what? I gotta deal with the onus is on me. I deal with what I chose to say. Now I'm not cosigning racism, sexism, any kind of ism, schism, nothing. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying it's all good and gravy. They should be doing that. I want to say that in this day and age we need to be careful with cancel culture. That's what I'm worried about. Because we seem to have this mob mess a mob hysteria lately where it's just like people run without facts and I've seen it for like 10 or 15 years now I've seen it at work, I've seen it with stuff with the news, I've seen it with just, just stuff in my jobs now it has nothing to do with world news or racism it's, you know, it's, remember that game Telephone but the thing is, everyone's adding to it, by the time you get to it, it's like, oh, well Bobby said this about Tina like, I'll give you an example, I was in college my freshman year and my friend Dave and one of our female roommates I think she had a broken leg so, you, know, we, we, you know, we walked with her slow on our crutches, yeah, we'll go with you nine. if you need stuff, we'll get it for you you sit down, we'll just touch one, we'll take care of you I was this big dude. I mean, he was swole back then. I mean, I was, I was probably like 180, slim shape. You know, like I was, I'd been in shape from working out the whole summer not working. I mean, like home workouts, you know, some I had a weight bench some push-ups and dips and not just push-ups and, um, ad, you know, ab workouts and small dumbbells and stuff. And, you know, before the square, then I was, you know, just using the weights in the weight room at school. <laughs> but I wasn't a you know, monster. This guy was probably like 5'8". He was a monster. I mean, he was like swole. Plus, he was that rocker. He was like, like, I guess we slipped out now. I don't know if they're out. I don't know if they're out in 1998.
1: But, um, so he comes over and he's like, Hey, yo,
0: you, you say you see my girl? You talking to my girl? I was like, What? I, I I'm sorry. I was like, I know your name from someone t- saying it out loud. I don't, I don't, what are you talking about? I'm looking around like, All right, my boy in this chicken better help if He rushes me because the way we're sitting in this corner, plus, she has a cast. Plus, I don't think I can beat him up. I'm not that skilled because he's gonna rip me in half the way he's looking at me angry, plus, the size of his muscle. I know he lives and I know he goes to like mosh pits, and you know, they, you know, they get in there. And, and my boy was his roommate. he came back when I said, "Yeah, what's up?" He's like, "He went to a rave." He's like, yeah, he's like, "He okay?" His nose broke. Like, yeah, he fixed it. Got to pop his own nose back in place. He enjoyed this being in the pit, wilding out, hurting each other. That's what they did. And he's like, "Yo, you told my girl you see me wilding out and ten with another girl." I was like, "Bro, I didn't know he's your girl." He's like, "You didn't tell her this." I said, "Bro, that's the first time I've seen her. I didn't know she was your girlfriend. I didn't not your possessive. I was about saying that, but this conversation we had at that point in time, I was like." I don't think I've ever seen you outside of this cafeteria. And I wasn't saying, them like, oh, I, didn't see them. I was like, I was like, bro, I said, I didn't know she's your girl, I know nothing about your relationship, I don't think I've been to Tenny in a party. And now Tenny was a dorm room, there was um Spellman, Tenny, I forgot what the other one was, it was a big one, and then it was Founders, where it was my last building that I was in. So I remember from Spellman to Founders, Founders, two years there. Tenny and something with D. D, I can't remember, but you know, it's 21 years ago. it doesn't matter now, it's irrelevant to my life. But it was crazy because like, you know, either she outright lied to him and said something and whatever, or someone co-signed on something that I had nothing to do with. I literally didn't know nothing. I think a year later, we became not friends, but uh, amicable associates. We had people in common when I started lifting. Plus, you know, it's like, I guess he realized, I think if I understand it right, his girl just outright lied, but people quick to jump on things without doing an investigation. I heard someone getting stabbed as their girl lied or that someone said something, said something, uh, remember the story of the movie Rosewood? I think it was based on a true story. Most part that they lynched a whole bunch of black people. It was one white woman said something, and a whole bunch of people priced on it wasn't even factual. See, this digital age now with phones, people are doing something similar. It might not be leading to you know, rapings and murders and mass killings, but a we're dumbing down our people, and b it's just our people. I mean humans in general. On any continent, we should all be on the same page. It's you know we stick together. We're powerful folks. It's. You know, a table has four legs. It doesn't have one, right? Tony has one in the middle. Yeah, then look how wide the base is. You know what I'm talking about? Four leg table. I tell you, three legs. What happens? What's on four in each corner? It's a four corner square. Yeah, I'm on some ranging, uh, Rampaging tangents with this, but I need you to get the point. Is that as a responsible entrepreneur, I want to talk about fitness, and I want to say fitness be lifting weights. And the reason we do audio and not videos is because I think I look stupid. I got bags in my eyes. I don't like to shave often. Um, I'm not growing a mad beard because I'm not doing that either because it gets so curly. I don't feel like putting all the time in it. I'm not. I got... What time I have, folks, I need to master what I have now. I'm just not... I'm not I haven't mastered my time yet there, 100% all no honesty. Be, be totally honest with you. But life is crazy and it's coming at you faster than you can imagine. If you're in your 20s, 30s comes fast and 40s is way different than 30s or 20s if you let yourself get out of shape, folks. Take care of your liver. Drink less. Smoke less you know, it's uh, I was reading something today about when you drink beer, a certain amount is basically like taking estrogen. They're like it's the worst thing you can drink. <laughs> and too much alcohol shrinks the gray matter, so you're just slowing down your brain. You're literally killing yourself. Other people something about the way it's called alcohol is which means like demons. Do your own research. But here's another thing: when you're smoking, right? I remember we smoke uh, marijuana. People my age group back then, you know, the, the '90s, people were smoking it. You know, and it was. Uh, El Producto cigars and Phillies and Swishers and Backwoods and Dutches, and come to find out people like it, when you burn marijuana you lose 70% of THC and then you're inhaling smoke that's dry and your lungs are moist so you're paying money oh and by the way you're inhaling carcinogens that are known to cause cancer in California and other states so you're paying to make your lungs work less efficiently you're paying for less of a high and you're paying for poison and that's assuming you got the good stuff <laughs> Not something that people were spraying with roach sprays. Yes, people in New York did do that. I've heard horror stories about this stuff. You know, like oh, this is strawberry haze. No, they sprayed some strawberry scented Raid roach max. This kind of stuff happens, folks. I can tell you stories. I heard horror stories. You know, people lacing people's stuff and not telling them. It's it's just you know New Yorkers. I mean, the world is crazy in general, but you know, it's just you got to make choices, folks. You know, I'm I'm all over the places, but to close, folks, I'm overweight. And if I was carrying so much muscle, and this if I was carrying a lot of muscle and this much fat, at least I was working out five days a week. So right now, today I ran for a little bit. Yesterday, this morning I worked out. Because I slept about thirteen hours. It was crazy. Couldn't I was just—I guess I hit a wall after dinner. I was like, "Okay, I gotta lie down." You know, the kids are falling asleep. I'm sliding on here. They fell asleep. She took a shower. I was there. I was kind of happy, you know, in and out. We were like ten, twenty minutes. About ten thirty, I think, I was snoring so loud. I guess I woke myself up. <laughs> kind of got like starting good hunting. Instead of flashing, I like snored so loud. I woke up. Like my wife was looking at me. I was like. I, I was going She like, said, yeah. I said, okay, I'm going go to they my bed. So they were in bed. She said, like, yeah, this is good. Go. You, you, you got it. I was like, thank you. Love you. Good night. Blah, blah, blah. My normal routine. So I slept, let's say, 845 to 1030. 1035 to 720. Took my son to the bus. Came home red for like an hour and a half. Went back to sleep to like 1120. Then went to work. To work my 12 to 9 shift. It's now 1040-ish. I'm going go inside. of a snack. I already had dinner at work. Shout out to my homie, James. Appreciate the... The victuals. Yes, I like my A-C-T words. Get your vernacular into your... Get your vocabulary into your vernacular. All right? We're talking about all about word choice. What you say. You'll be known by your words. The tongue is a sword. pen is mightier than... You know, the tongue cuts deeper than a sword. The pen is mightier than a sword. When you say things, you'll be known for what you say. I had someone speak a prophecy once about, over me, and they were like when you speak, what you're going to have to say, she's like, people will not be able to disagree. It's like, they'll walk away. They'll, they'll verify they will not be able to deny the veracity of what you said. And I was like, yo, that is deep. That was gangster. And that's part of us. move to Florida, folks. There's a lot more. That's another story, another podcast. We'll talk about it another day. It's a very much deeper conversation for a whole other kind of analytics, which I do another podcast besides this one that I haven't touched in a while intentionally. You know, Life changes. I'm trying to move with it. But like I'm saying, it's when I say something, folks, I'm not going to tell you to give me $1,000 an hour. I might not give you that value yet. When you see me as a six-figure earner outside of my job, and I can show you charts, and I help two or three of you for free, and you tell two or three to help them for free, and I have some case studies, holy smokes, it's a different game. And then I go crash my car and say something about cops, and the cops are racist because um they're from Nantucket but also live in Florida, and I'm from New York, and uh, Nantucket comes from New York alphabetically, and I'm drunk. I should have been driving, but I don't have my electric driving car from Elon Musk yet because I don't like Musk, because you've heard about the podcast, blah, blah. You get the point, right? Whatever. Now I got to deal with that. Is your publicist going to fire you for that? So here's my two cents. Kanye, Kyrie, Mel Gibson, whoever. All these people have done or said things in the last 10 years that other people don't approve of. I'm not standing by it or defending. What I'm saying is that Know that when you say or do something, we're in the internet age, last forever. You're going to pay your price or reap your harvest. Cancel culture, it's not even needed, folks. If someone makes a statement that alarms, bothers, or hurts your feelings or your pride, or you feel it's just an adversarial statement to your race, creed, any of those things, don't co sign no more. I got friends that don't mess with them more. You know why? Because when we when we stack rank ourselves, I'm like, you just don't do things a man does, and I don't want to be associated with that. It's just that simple. You notice know, the bee talks to the fly about the, the fecal matter versus the honey? Nah, bro. Look at who the eagle saws are. He ride with the pigeons? No. And you can say, no, it's not that simple, but it is. For me, it really is. You just learned who you can and cannot trust had it happen to work, people have turned to me, this job, last job, I'm going to knock nobody's teeth out, <laughs> you know, you know, it's, it's, there's people I've wanted to hit base urges, it's like, man, I just want to knock this dude out, <laughs> I was like, let's see, let's do what he has to see. I have to knock his teeth out, and, you know, if my coworkers we hear this pockets, no, it's not this job, per se, I'm just trying to paint a picture of that, you know, I've, I think I've talked about this before too, is that, you know, uh, I think it was uh, Mike Tyson said some. I don't know if he actually said it, but you know the, the meme is always out. And I heard him he did actually say this on the podcast. You know, he's like, "People, are lucky. he's like, the reason I'm knock people out now when they talk issues because is I got a family to take care of, I got a responsibility But the meme I say is, you know, the, the social media has made people comfortable talking yak and not getting punched in the face. And I feel like if uh, men specifically, or you know, people of the same gender, physical physicality, whatever you want to call it, however you want to call it out, but you know, back in the day, people would fight. It was I'm gonna stab you. It was I'm gonna shoot you. you no, know, we you know we gonna shoot the fair one. We're going to put this behind us. And real men should be able to shoot a fair one and put it behind them. Imagine if instead of being passive-aggressive or just being angry and trying to cancel we just dealt with our feelings and walked away from trouble. And let them reap what they sow. Lastly, I don't think Norrie should have to apologize for what someone else said on a show called Drink Champs where they're drinking. It's not Think Champs. He's not the president of the United States condoning what his vice president said. It's a bigger difference. Could he theoretically bear some responsibility? Yes. But I think that we start going down a place where we're making, you know, that, then what's next? His mom has to apologize because she birthed a guy who had a show that's called Drink Champs that had a guy who said something that other people don't like or that is factually, ethnically wrong. Blah, blah, blah. It's not the point, folks. Got to be real careful. And as an entrepreneur, like I said, you're going to reap what you sow so if I offended you today I apologize in advance it's not my intention my intention here is to teach but imagine if all entrepreneurs sobered up not alcohol and drug wise but started being accountable started teaching started helping other people be self-reliant because this is my theory folks there's so many people out there who have nothing to show for what they're doing with their time that they'll jump on a bandwagon of ignorance I'm not saying what Kanye said about who he said about it's what I'm saying what I'm saying is that the majority of people are so stupid nowadays in their choices. Not that they're stupid, but you know, people are willing to take drugs from people they don't know. Let me give you an example. You go smoke a joint, or whatever kids do nowadays, and you're handing it person to person, right? I don't know who you kissed and what sexual disease, transmitted disease you might have encountered. And I'm trusting you with my health there. Right? I used to go to what we call the cell group at my church when I was 21. And it was just a bunch of reading books and trying to get closer to God. And one girl lent her friend her car. And that friend told her the car. So now she was on the hook because it was her car. She bore the responsibility. She had to pay for that car out of her pocket. So this insurance and also get another car because she needed to get to back and forth from work. And now you got kids. I remember I was, I was working in school. So this kids was like, What are you saying about me? I was like, What? I was like, I heard you mention my name. I was like, Yeah, I'm talking about you. What you say? Said, I'm not talking to you. I don't owe you any any kind of nothing. I'm talking and discussing your behavior in the school that you attend as a young male, and I'm entitled to my opinion on your behavior as a person who's the assistant dean. I kind of know what I'm doing. I'm older than an adult male. My job is to weigh in on these things. I've had extensive training. I was also a youth counselor in another church. Had other experience therapy, crisis, with restraint training, all kind of stuff. But I was trusted because I was never violent with the kids. It was, it was not a necessity. Part of my job. I didn't see it that way. There was always a better way to do it. And people I worked with always trusted me for that. Because your actions, your words speak. And did I make some bad choices in my speeches when I was a union rep? Yeah, I'll be honest with you, I did. And I think in all honesty, I was passive-aggressive sometimes. Like an older I try not to be. <clears throat> so we've had a lot of honesty tonight, folks. And I might get myself in trouble with that said, but like I said, I'm not co-signing for Kanye. But what I am tired of is the cancel culture. What I am tired of is men who won't be men. What I am tired of is entrepreneurs who won't take a step up. So, what I need to do, I'm going to double down on being better about what I say and how I say it. And I bet it can help me as a manager. I bet it can help me as a father, spouse, husband, leader. All the things I want to be better at. I'm taking my physical shape. I'm going to drop 10 pounds. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm going to put a time frame on it on my time. I'm not putting it out there for y'all. Because I had to jump on the scale. I weigh myself the other day. I lost 10 actually and gained back five. So now I got to weigh myself again. But see, I've been, I've been working at it but I couldn't do a 30 second run in 40 I did it in like 53 and I was trying to catch my breath for like 3-4 minutes after that but you know what's cool I thought it was going to take like 10 minutes and didn't and hey maybe I burned a pound no I know I didn't burn a pound but I realized if I had to I can run but to be a better father leader I need to be in peak health life's a marathon not a sprint but I'm going to have to run a few sprints And my failed businesses, those were sprints. That's why I left them. had someone invite me to a business meeting recently. And another gentleman was there with me. And he was like, so what do you think? He said, like, oh, I could sell this easily. For him, this was a product he believed in. For me, I was like, I don't know. But if I'm going to spend money every month, it's going to be my podcast. If I'm going to devote time, it's to my podcast and my books. If I veer away from the things that I know are making me money, A, and that I'm good at, for a chance, I'm risking everything for nothing. There's a parable. The dog is all season reflection of river holding a steak. And he wants that dog's steak. He's he I gotta have it. I gotta have it. He's growling with the dog and the dog's growling back. Dog figures, I'm gonna drop my steak, grab his steak, and grab mine back. He grabs his steak and washes down the water. Because the dog is himself in reflection in the mirror. Be careful who you are, folks. Tony at changing Change advance on Twitter. ChangeAvance.com is the blog. Pedagogy of the Fresh on Instagram. I said Change your hands on Twitter and YouTube, right? Peace.